Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Dr. George. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. We have a Hello. really bad connection. Cliff, I've got uh, a bad connection here. Can you fix that? Can you try calling back again, Dr. George? Okay. Okay, and I'll call back next Cliff. No, I think you're okay. Come on. Yeah, it was Dr. George's line. There you go. Hi, Dr. George. Hi, is that better? Much better, yeah. Um, okay. Can you, are you on a phone or a cell phone? What kind of uh, device are you on? I'm on a phone, a cell phone. Regular phone. Okay, beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Um, You're welcome. Appreciate you being on the program. Uh, I want to get Dr. Wade here in a second. Um, okay. All right, so we'll go for about half an hour uh, this evening. Uh, Dr. Wade will introduce you, um, and uh, she'll have a couple of questions. Do you have anything you want to promote on the show? Do you have a book or anything that's coming out? I do. Um, it's called Big Medicine, The Cost of Corporate Control, and how doctors okay. and patients working together can build a better system. Okay, hang on one second. That sounds great. That sounds like sure. a wonderful book. Hi, Dr. Wade. Yes, hi there. I'm here. Hi, Dr. George. Hi, Dr. How are you? Okay. Hey. Good evening. We got, we're good. Dr. George is on, and she, her phone line sounds good. So yeah, uh, mine is played ready. up too. I had a horrible signal there. Yeah. So we're good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm ready to go whenever you are. Okay, I'm ready. Let's roll. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Modern Love Radio. Tonight, we're going to talk about how your health impacts your love, and your health has everything to do with your love life, and guess what? Your love life has everything to do with your health. We know that people who have good, healthy, strong love lives, in fact, have healthier bodies. 
And it's so important to know that. So take a deep breath because our guest tonight has some things to say that might just rock your world. Tonight we have Dr. Aliana George, and if I didn't say that right, you'll straighten me out. And she's going to talk about a doctor's perspective on love and health. She'll tell us about her new book and how you can learn more about supporting your health and therefore your love. Welcome to the show, Dr. George. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's Elena. Elena. Thank you very much, Elena. And as we're talking, what is the most important thing that jumps out at you about love and health from your perspective as a doctor? Well, I think the mind and body are absolutely connected. And, you know, as your your emotional health goes, and that being in love and, and being able to experience that is one of the best things to help your body, um, I, should, I should say, handle any kind of stress that comes through, uh, whether it's physical, emotional, um, it's, it's one of the underpinnings, I think, of health. And people, I think, ignore that a lot, and they try to think that pharmaceuticals are going to be the end-all, be-all. Right. Well, especially right now, with the recent Mm -hmm. election, there are a lot of people with heightened anxiety across the country. And it might be really important for us now to look at that interface of anxiety and the issue of health care and what it could mean for so many families in America. So we're going to expand our discussion tonight about how our current health system affects relationships in your future. And as we're talking about that, Dr. George, how did you get interested in medicine before we go on to talk about big medicine and talk about what's going on around health policy for sure? Well, I always wanted to be a doctor since I was a a little child. It's just something that's always come natural to me, helping people and the the ability to connect your your intellect with your emotion. It's one of the only professions that allows you to do that. So you can hunt for the problem, but it's just as important to have a very close relationship with your patient so that you can be their advocate, you can allay their fears, you can teach them. And I found that this is the best way to do, have the best of both worlds. So I'm able to be a resource for my patients, but I can also help them navigate a system in order to get them better. Now, you're an otolaryngologist. Can you That's say correct. that correctly for me and explain to people what that is? You actually did an excellent uh, job pronouncing. It's an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. Uh, so our profession or our specialty handles everything from the common cold to head and neck cancers. And it's a, medic- it's a profession where you can be both a surgeon as well as a primary care physician. So it's really rewarding working with adults and children and healthy and people who need your help. So it's a lot of fun. Good. Now, when you look at the stress, let's just tackle the election. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who are creating in their minds terrible scenarios of what could happen or what may happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame them because there's plenty of room on both sides of the equation to have anxiety. So, what have you, you seen with your patients? Are you seeing any people coming in with more symptoms related to the election? I think I'm really 
blessed because my patient population is, I have an old school practice, take care of my own patients. I answer the phone calls after hours. And I've always had a really good relationship with them with teaching them how to navigate the healthcare system where they take responsibility for their health and their partner in their care. And because of that, we've actually, uh, I've been in a position where my patients have been in the forefront, knowing what was coming so they can adjust accordingly. Um, it's, I have to say, there's a lot of anxiety that's driven by what people are reading and what people are hearing on TV. And I think we need to, you know, unplug from that because it's not necessarily what's going on on the front line. I'm an independent doctor. I see patients every day. And I've been on the front line where I've seen this entire healthcare system change from when I graduated in 1998 till today. And it's been an eye-opening experience, actually, where the insurance companies have created a lot of strife, where they're costing the patients a lot of money. And on the flip side, on the doctor's side, they're inhibiting us from being advocates for our patients. So the system itself, is, it's not set up very well. And now, when you say it's changed, what are the mm-hmm. changes that you're pointing to, just for people who aren't familiar with sure. what is going on with insurance and in healthcare? What would you say are the changes that have hurt patients the most? I think the most important change has been the insertion of the insurance company between the doctor and the patient. They've become the third-party payer, the 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 entity that holds the purse strings before it was the patient. So when a patient came into a physician's office, they knew what the cost was at the time of service. They could barter with their doctor. And in my office, by the way, people still do that. But the insurance started taking over the the payment system. And whoever controls the purse strings controls the power. So they started covering the first dollar of the healthcare system. So before, back in, let's say, it's 1980 beginning of 1990s, if somebody had a doctor's appointment, they paid for the doctor's appointment, and the insurance would kick in for surgery, for radiology services, for big-ticket items. But otherwise, it was the patient knowing what the cost was. In late 90s, that changed, and the insurance companies started HMOs, health maintenance organizations, where they had doctors who would be the gatekeeper, so you would have to go through your primary care doctor, be managed, and then they would get to decide whether or not you got specialty care. That's exactly what's still going on in the system. And there's a, a peculiar pressure that's been created. Now, why is that where, a problem for patients? What does that mean if their primary care doctor can't give them access to the care they need right on the spot? Well, let's use ENT as, a, as an example. If somebody comes in with a sore throat that persists over time, for example, instead of just getting the same antibiotic over and over again, you know, maybe after the second time you need to be referred. Maybe it's something different than that. Maybe it might be a cancer. But in this system, you're supposed to manage them for a certain number of times. You can't even get a CT scan for a headache, for a sinus infection, for about six months after you've had the symptom. So people tend to, to take longer, suffer more, before they're referred up the chain to, to a specialist. Okay, so that really busts it up nicely. Now, one of the things that you also talk about is that we can't fix the problem until you understand how it started and evolved. And you said the solution ultimately rests 
with doctors and patients. What problem are you alluding to when you say that? I'm talking about the actual cost of health care. So what we're seeing is an artificial, an artificial system where the cost is basically made up, honestly. So if I were to tell your listening audience that if I were to take a patient to a surgery center, for example, and it was freestanding, independently owned, and for a tonsillectomy, that was in Atlanta, cost about $2,500 for everything, for my fee, for the surgery center fee, and for anesthesia and all equipment, and I was to do that same procedure in a hospital, it would cost that patient about $9,000. So to go from 2500 to 9000 with the same procedure, same doctor, I think patients need to ask themselves, why is that the case? And that's what we, that's the inefficiencies and the opacity of the healthcare system. There are costs that are baked into the system because of administrative fees, regulations, you name it, and those are never addressed, and the patient never knows until they get stuck with the bill. So uh-huh. it, should not, it shouldn't cost you more to access your health insurance than it does to pay out of pocket. There, that needs to be addressed, and it's been glossed over in this system. Okay, now how should a patient be empowered during a doctor visit? What do patients need to do? The first thing I would do is to choose my doctor wisely. So if you're using a doctor that is on staff or um, part of the uh, structure of a hospital, their clinic, everything is hospital-based or owned by the hospital, you need to be aware that they're charging you a different fee than if you were seeing a doctor that's completely independent. And that's because the hospital runs the charge master. The doctor loses total control of what they can charge a patient, and it's all based on what the hospital fee scale is. And that's where the disparate disparity comes into play. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to go to a doctor who can make a deal with you. As I said at the beginning, we barter. We have a cash-based practice, so there's a discount for paying at the time of service. Our fees are listed online. Before you even come in, you know exactly what you're going to char- what we're going to charge you. Mm-hmm. So there's no gray area. You can make a conscious choice about whether you want well, something. Well, one of the problems that you also talk about is that there aren't enough doctors to deliver care. Is that because more hospitals are going to HMO-based systems where there are more doctors there. But where is that problem coming from? There are not enough doctors to deliver care. It's, it's coming from the fact that private, private practice doctors are under siege and they can't afford to keep their practice open. A lot of people think that doctors are making hand over fist and, and they're driving the cost here. But in actuality, only seven cents of the healthcare dollar goes to the physician. The rest is administrative costs, hospital Seven costs, pharmacy. of each health care dollar goes to the physicians, the people actually delivering the care? That's correct. That is shocking. No, <laughs> I know that. Nobody talks about it because doctors don't So where's don't the complain, money going? You're going to say where it's going. It goes to the health insurance company and your premiums and your coinsurance. It goes to the pharmacy and the cost that they're charging for your, your medications. It goes to administrative and regulatory costs in the hospital. It goes to everybody and every, every structure that's set up except the doctor. So, again, I'll use my office as an example. Any ear, nose, or doctor will tell you the same. If I do a tonsillectomy, my fee is $250. That's how much I'm getting of that 9000 
that doesn't change. So I'm not the problem. And that goes for every single doctor along the, the line. We're getting a fraction, although we're the front line of care, especially if we are uh, on staff at a hospital, they're getting a salary. So they're not actually getting any take of what the hospital is getting. But if you look at the administrative structure, it's going to the administrators. It's going to the people who run the insurance companies. They're the ones that are making the money. And it's kind of so right now, the- most people who are listening to us are patients thinking, what can I do? What is the most important thing I can do so that I can get the best possible care at possibly the least expensive cost? What would be your advice? I'd say the first thing that you need to do is make the learn that there is a difference. There's a two-tier system that's been created because of the insurance market and driven further down the road by the Affordable Care Act. It's cheaper to access health care by paying out of pocket than it is to use your insurance. That's another um, undiscussed truth in our health care system. After you discover that and understand that, then you need to find doctors who are willing to cut the middleman out and do, deal directly with you. There are something called direct primary care practices, cash-based, cash-only practices, and they're, they're primary care doctors, uh, specialists all over the country. If people go to jointhewedge.com, that's a jointhewedge.com, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody that's write that down, website. jointhewedge.com. They have a listing of doctors all over the country that list their prices and put them online transparently. So you can start looking for people who treat cancer, who are ear, nose, and throat doctors, GYNs, anybody in your area who's willing to tell you what they're going to charge you. That's one part of it. The direct primary care is an interesting new phenomenon. It's like a subscription practice. People think of concierge as being very expensive. They're not anymore. Direct primary care practices charge a flat fee. It can be anywhere from $60 a month to $120 a month for a family. And that will cover anything that goes on in that doctor's office for that fee. So if you come in two or three times with a sinus infection, you're not paying anything extra out of pocket because you're a member. And that gives you the chance to stay out of the emergency room, see a physician who knows you, picks up the phone and answers your call. I mean, you're getting better health care in that kind of system than you are by using an emergency room, and you're not paying that much for it. Wow. Um, I always thought the concierge practices were more expensive. You're illuminating no. me, Dr. George. All right, now, yes. one of the things I'm curious about you are really focusing in on why the current healthcare system is unsustainable. You're giving us your unique perspective as a practicing physician, someone you know, with a very fine education. You've got Princeton University, a degree in biology. You've got medical school. And as you're listening to people and people who are concerned about cost, is there advice you would also give about people staying healthy? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the most important parts of, of delivering health care is to keep people out of the office, keep them off of medication, let their bodies heal themselves. I really, I'm, I'm holistic in my, in my bent, in my practice. And not, my philosophy is fix the problem, not just treat the symptom. And part of that is educating the person, the patient, on how you take care of yourself. And it's the standard things. I mean, it's nothing, there's no rocket science here. 
what you put in affects how your body functions. So if you can afford it, you should go organic as much as possible. Um, I'm not a personally fan of vaccinations. I don't think that they're necessarily the end-all be-all for everything. Um, taking vitamin D, making sure that your vitamin status is is correct, right? So there's certain things that, certain diseases that are nutritionally based, hypertension, diabetes, cholesterol. A lot of times you don't need to take a medication for that. But if you make proper choices on what you put into your body, and quite frankly, how you feel about yourself, and it's time that patients start valuing themselves and not depend on a pill to do everything. Mm. That's, you know, personal responsibility for everybody now comes into play. Big Pharma must dislike you intensely, Dr. George, because you're saying take care of your body instead of pop a pill. Well, you know what? I'm not going to tell my patient to do something that I don't personally do. Um, There's there's room for medication for some patients. I think they're overused. And my thing is, and what really brought me to this is a, a loved one, my mom, who was ill. And it was fixing her nutritional status that brought her back. It wasn't all of the antidepressants. It wasn't all the things that she was given. It was letting the body, getting out of the way and letting the body heal itself. So I'm a big proponent of, of individual health care. Not everything works for everybody. Not every insurance plan works for everybody. Not every strategy works for everybody. And it's all about giving you the options so you can make the best choice for you and your family. And, for example, most people don't know there's something called medical cost sharing, which is available parallel to the insurance market. Now, that's a membership where people across the country pool their resources and they pay for each other's health care needs. I've like a never heard of that. Wow. Oh, it's awesome. I actually joined one called Liberty Health Share. And with the power of people, families, individuals across the country, we are able to access the free market, the, the cash-based side of the healthcare system, and negotiate prices. So you, what you can get for, you can get things for a, a quarter, a tenth of what you're going to pay if you use your insurance part. And it, medical cost sharing is actually written into the letter of the Affordable Care Act. So if you join one of these memberships, you don't have to worry about being fined. I can tell you as, again, I joined, I put my office staff on Liberty HealthShare, and I now pay about $800 to cover all of us per month, and their out-of-pocket is $500 per individual instead of the $2,500 they used to spend. And they're going wow. to the physician. They're getting chiropractic care. Well, this is care, amazing. So, so these yeah. are secrets that every doctor Every doctor should want us all to know, and you're talking now about taking a holistic view, really looking at nutrition. Of course, I know you would add exercise to that formula and that recipe. Is there anything else you want people to really pay attention to? Because we've got two sides to this. One side is how you can get affordable care when you need it. The other side is how not to need it so much. Exactly. I mean, you want to be able to be in a position where, uh, you know, everybody wants to live a full, healthy, uh, you know, full life, doing everything they want to do. And when they're really, you know, in their late 90s, pass away in their bed on their own terms. That's the goal of everybody, I would think, just to be happy and not be put in a poorhouse because you have a medical condition. So using, knowing that you have, the patients have so much power in this system. 
that they've just given away, thinking that somebody, insurance companies, care about them. Well, they most don't. people don't know these secrets that you are sharing. Now, are these some of the things that you cover in your book, Big Medicine, how people can find yes. these kinds of solutions? So this is a book everyone needs to have on their shelf. Big Medicine, how to find affordable health care you also have your own radio show, Medicine on Call. I think people mm-hmm. should be listening in there. And everyone, I'm going to give you right now Dr. Elena George's website. It's triple dub dot doctor, D-R-E-L-A-I-N-A. Elena George, like G-E-O-R-G-E. So it's triple dub dot com. Her show is Medicine on Call. Her book is Big Medicine, talking about the kinds of things that the big business of medicine has put in place, why the current healthcare system is unsustainable, and what we can do to empower ourselves, both with healthy solutions, healthy lifestyle choices, and then when you need care, using those tricks she just shared with us. That's really valuable information. Now, one thing I want to add and ask you about, we know that today there are more adults living alone over the age of 50 than probably in the history of the world, and that loneliness is a huge health risk. And, of course, I'm Mm -hmm. here on Modern Love Radio being a huge advocate and proponent of people paying attention to their community and their relationship life as a foundation for health. What would you say about health and relationships? Any advice for us there? Gee, uh, it's such an an individual pursuit. You know, uh, all I can say is love yourself, right? Nobody gets the, the power to tell you what's, what you should and shouldn't want or or how you should feel or, or, or believe on something. It has to come from the individual. And I personally, going through this whole system with the healthcare system, I wanted to quit medicine. There came a point that I had to decide that I loved what I did enough, that I always wanted to do it, and I didn't want anybody to take it from me. And my choice was to work around the system, find answers for my practice to make it again, find the joy in what I do. And I would challenge everybody to dig down and find what makes you joyful, whatever that is, and pursue it. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not worthy and that you can't do it. And that, to me, is the the key. And finding joy in life is also one of those things that I can tell you from my perspective, looking at the psychological and relational aspects, finding joy in the smallest things in life and finding them with people you care about does Mm -hmm. make you healthier. So everybody, I want to just toss in along with what Dr. George is sharing with us, that working on your relationship life, just like you work on a garden, just like you work on your car and maintain that car, one of the secrets to having a great relationship is putting in the time, the energy, and the work. I talked once some years ago to an older couple. I think they were celebrating at that time their 38th or 40th, something like that, uh, wedding anniversary. And my husband and I had just gotten married. We were newlyweds. And I turned to them and I said, what's the secret to your, your great marriage? Because they were so loving and so sweet with each other. 
And he said, well, he said, baby, I'm from the south. He said, and I come from farming people. And I can tell you marriage is just like a garden. You have to weed it. You have to get those old rocks out of the way. You've got to water it and let the sun shine every day. And he's patting his wife and saying, and every day it gets better and better because we take care of the garden. And that's probably the soundest advice I've ever heard. And everyone knows there are no classes out there about having healthy relationships. You've got to roll up your sleeves and find the training that's actually why I started Modern Love Training, so we could help people. And you don't have to take our training, but I want you to find books, find training that will help you be healthier because it's part of the recipe. And, Dr. George, you get the last word. We're coming into the home stretch. What would you like to leave our audience with? Well, I just want them to be to understand and be hopeful that the healthcare system is not as uh, – as broken as they think it is, and that being a consumer, being a healthcare consumer, is your method and your way around this system. There's plenty of doctors like myself who love what they do, who are, loves our patients and are willing to work with you to make it cost-effective, that you don't have to worry whether you're covered by insurance or not. And if you go to my website, drlanagegeorge.com, or you go to the American Physicians and Surgeons website, AAPS, online.org or libertyoncall.org or join the wedge like I mentioned before. These are resources that you can access and find out what's out there for you, your loved one, your family, and you'll be amazed that it's not as expensive as you think it is, that you can find a doctor who's going to be your advocate. And that's our future. If you choose to work with people who want to do this, it will empower more doctors to start being a, stop being afraid, stop leaving the profession, and once again go back to medicine the way it used to be, where it's a doctor-patient relationship, which is the key to quality health care. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Elena George. It was a pleasure. I learned a lot. I know our audience did. Grab that book, Big Medicine. You know, this is a show where we want you to have an actual library. So all the resources you need are at your fingertip. Coming up next week, we have Nancy Dannison, who's going to talk about answers from the afterlife. Now, that is going to be interesting. Big, big thank you to Mr. LeGrand Green, our producer, to Mr. Cliff Dunning, our social producer, and to all of you modern lovers. Keep loving. Keep your heart open. If this election season brought you triumph or brought you down in the doldrums, whichever way you went, keep your heart open. That's the key. I love you all. Blessings. Good night. Thank you, Dr. George. Um, LeGrand, we'll send you a copy of the show, and we will um, 
we will uh, make sure this gets out. Um, and I probably am going to contact you for some other things we might want you to be a part of, but uh, I'll let you know in the next week or so. It'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, really enjoyed that. In fact, um, I'm in the middle of looking at new health care insurance myself, and I'm going to look at this Liberty because it looks great. I don't know if it's – I'm in California, obviously, so I don't know oh, yeah. if it it's it covers It's all in every California. state. It yeah, does. Yeah, covers, definitely. Uh-huh. And, and does it have a list of providers on the website? I mean, well, in terms of physicians? The, physicians? Yeah, there's no panel. So if you're a cash-paying patient, technically – so you can go to any doctor, go to any hospital you want. That's the cool part. Um, so there's no limitation. And if you like holistic treatments, chiropractic, Qigong, mm-hmm. Reiki, it covers that as well, which is unusual wow. for, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm loving that. That is unusual. Liberty Health Share. I'll check it out. That's, that's a great, uh, I was like, my, my, uh, my eyes lit up when I heard that because <laughs> like I'm, I, I really don't like uh, Kaiser anymore, so. Oh, no, Kaiser is very prohibitive. Go to libertyoncall.org. You'll see a number there, and then you can someone will talk to you and just you can answer. They'll answer all your questions. It's very, very user-friendly. Liberty on call. All right, thank you. Dr. George, thanks very much, and um, I definitely want to be in touch for some future programs with you. Well, do you have my telephone number? You can reach me directly. I think LeGrand sent it to me. I, have it, I do have it here, yeah. Wait, uh, okay. 822-0711, that one? That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. You have a great evening. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.